Hello, and welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. I know that navigating today's world can be overwhelming and stressful, but I don't believe that means we should be constantly battling anxiety. The truth is, we need to learn how to love ourselves. That is the antidote to stress and anxiety. If you want peace and joy and connection in your life, then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 75. Okay, three quarters of the way to 100. How fun is that? So today, we're going to be talking about emotional workload. And this particular term was brought to my attention by another coach named Susan Hyatt. And she had written a post about this um, Peloton workout that she'd done with an instructor named Cody Rigsby. So I'd actually done that workout. So it really was sticking out in my mind because I had done it and I didn't receive what he had said in the same way she did. But when she talked about it, it made so much more sense to me. And I totally understood exactly what she was saying. So she was talking about how um, Cody was teaching the class and he was talking about the movie Home Alone. Okay. So in Home Alone, he was making some funny comments about why did nobody care or know that their son wasn't actually on the plane, right? So I'm assuming you've seen Home Alone and you know the premise. And if you haven't, I'm sorry, but you're just going to need to go watch it. I'm totally not going to explain it to you here. <laughs> okay. You can Google it. But ultimately, Kevin is not on the plane. Kevin does not actually come to Paris for their Christmas vacation. And so she doesn't notice until they're actually in Paris. And Cody was talking about how like what kind of mother doesn't notice her child's not there until like after they get off the airplane and also who what kind of parent sits in first class and puts their kids in coach and there was just all of these conversations right or these comments I should say they weren't conversations and Susan's point was you know how women always end up having to hold the emotional workload and meaning that generally when we go on vacation as a parent and as a wife and as a worker, we tend to be the person that plans the vacation. We tend to be the person that makes sure that we are all fed, make sure that everybody has a plane ticket, everybody has their passport and that it's updated. Everybody is, you know, going to the hotel and the hotel is actually booked and everybody has a room and everybody has a bed. And we've like really ensured that we've done the transportation to and from the airport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Even just ensuring that kids' teachers know that they might be missing school because it might be overlapping, you know, Christmas break. All of these little things, all of these balls as women that we hold up in our juggling act, right? That are all getting juggled all at the same time, like personal life, family life, work life, wife life, um, aging parents' life, like we do all of that. And that's the emotional workload. And Susan's point was that we are so keen as a society to judge the woman in that particular situation, to judge the mom. But where the hell was the dad, right? Why is the dad not being held accountable for any of this? And her point was that there is an emotional workload that women take on that men do not. And I totally agree with her. 
Okay. I totally agree that as women, we take on this emotional workload. This is something that we do. And it's something that has sort of been taught to us and, uh, you know, in a way, right? Because it's how our, our mothers were. It's how their mothers were. And in fact, actually, I think that as we get older and as time moves on, it actually gets worse. We actually take on more and more and more responsibility. Like we went through women's lib just to end up being in a position where we're like, yeah, I can do what men can do. But also, I'm going to do that at the same time doing what women do. Like we're going to do all of it. We're going to do it all. We're going to do everything right? And that's sort of like where we're at. So a lot of us women are now sitting here, you know, in the middle of our life and we are doing what men do. We are actually, you know, the CEOs of our business. We are actually the higher income earner or potentially the sole income earner in our family. And yet on top of that, we're also the meal planner. We're also the grocery shopper. We're also the laundry doer. We're also the taking care of the kids doer. We're also the plan the vacation for the family doer. We're also the take care of the aging parents doer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like it just is all of those things we actually take on everything, financials for your family, nutrition for your family, entertainment for your family, like noticing how we have suddenly found ourselves in this position where we have taken on all of the responsibility of all of the things and all of the people. So I do have a previous episode, and I definitely recommend going and finding it um, called Responsibility Hoarding, where I talk about what that aspect of this is. But in this particular case, what I want to talk about is I do want to talk about that whole idea of emotional workload. Because really what emotional workload is, right? What your emotional workload is, is taking on responsibility for everything and everybody. Like we look at our emotional workload and then we are adding to it by being responsibility hoarders, Hmm? okay? So what we end up doing is we end up deciding that we need to do all of the things to ensure that everybody is okay. And that that is our responsibility. And then we take that on as being required for us to be a worthwhile human, right? So in order for me to be a worthwhile, a worthy mother, I need to ensure that my kids are always happy and I need to make sure that they're getting into the best schools and I need to make sure that they're getting the best grades and I need to make sure that they have lots of friends and I need to make sure that, you know, they are not on devices for too long and I need to make sure that they never experience really severe, painful emotion. And that's like my job. And then for my husband, I need to make sure that he's got dinner on the table and that I've bought nutritious meals and that we're having sex at the appropriate amount and that he is, you know, connected to us and that we are, you know, going on date nights and that we're doing all of these things. I need to make sure that I do that. And then with my, you know, parents and my, his parents potentially too, or her parents, if you're in a partnership with another woman, then we need to ensure that those parents are taken care of, that they are safe, that they aren't doing things they shouldn't be doing, you know, really making sure that they're doing and living their life the way that I think is appropriate. And then also, you know, with our friends and all of those people, we need to make sure that all of that 
as well, that they're happy, that they're connected to us, that they're doing things they want to do, that we're making sure that we're showing up as the kind of friend we think they need. And we just have this emotional workload. And it is enormous. It's so big. And it's a problem. And the reason why it's a problem is because we are being crushed under this emotional workload. We are being crushed. You know, so often when women come to me and talk to me and the women that I coach, especially, you know, when we really dig into what's going on here is, is this idea that we need to be superhuman to be women today. And that's just not true. Okay. That's just not true. And it's not helpful to think that that's what we should be. But this is really and truly what takes place is that we start um, attributing our worth to our ability to be able to do all of these things and to be able to do all of these things perfectly. And so we're these overachieving perfectionists running through our life, trying to do everything perfectly. And so we just start taking on more and more and more and more responsibility. And what ends up happening is we end up burning out. We end up burning out. And that burnout looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. In the short term, what it can look like is it can look like, you know, just drinking at the end of a day just to shut your brain off, right? Just drinking enough wine so that your brain will just be quiet. Sometimes it looks like in the middle of your day when you're so busy that you're like hairs on fire scrolling your phone and like procrastinating because you just can't quite dig into all of the things that you need to be doing. Burnout can look like those things. Burnout can also look like deciding to do all of these things and then losing your shit, right? Like literally losing it on your kids, losing it on your partner, losing it at work, losing it on a family member, an extended family member. It can look like that moment when you're just like almost like a toddler having a temper tantrum, right? Like you just feel yourself let loose. And it's like you're this boiling pot with a lid on it and the lid pops off and boom, away it goes. So burnout can look like that. But what happens is that we kind of get into this cycle of where we are holding all this emotional responsibility and then we are boiling over or shoving it down and sort of like living within the two extremes of that. And then in the middle is numbness. The middle is just being emotionally completely numb, being totally disassociated from your own life and really just not able to like even function within the life that you've kind of created for yourself and noticing that nothing about your life is bringing you happiness anymore. And that's because you're like completely burnt out, right? Because you have really been living this life where you're carrying so much emotional workload that you are operating at maybe 5%. And that's, you know, what I tend to see with a lot of women. And it's it doesn't have to be that way. Okay. And there is a way to fix it. Um, and the way to fix it isn't for the world to be different. I mean, listen, I think that would be amazing if that were the case. But let's be honest, even if other people started picking up the pieces of what you needed to get done, the truth is they wouldn't do it the way you wanted anyways. (laughs) 
right? It's very hard to let go of our expectations of how everybody else should act so that we can maintain this perfect level. And that's what we think we need. But I know that so many of us think that the way to solve this is for our husband or our partner to stop being the way they are and to start showing up the way we need them to show up, right? And then it would just be so much easier for us if our kids would just, you know, do their homework and make their bed and ensure that they aren't, you know, causing any problems. And we wouldn't have as much emotional workload if just the people in our life were doing what they were supposed to be doing and the rules of the world operated in the way that we would like them to be, right? It's just that that's just not reality. And I am in the business of making women feel empowered. And that's what I really want for you is for you to feel empowered. And so even for myself, I can see myself falling back into these old habits of like, you know, it's just so much. I have to do so much. It's so hard. Everything that I do is so much work and nobody gets it. And saying that and spouting that like it's the truth, like you could post that on Instagram or on Facebook right now and get a thousand likes for sure, because we all feel it. The thing is, is that it's, it's just, we're victimizing ourselves and doing it because what actually causes our emotional workload is what we think, right? The truth is that our emotional workload comes from what we decide to take on. It comes from what we decide to make our own. Like if you feel exhausted from making dinner night after night after night after night and having people complain about it and not want to eat it, and then, you know, you feeling like you can never seem to get it right and nobody ever wants to eat what you provide and it's such a pain and it's such a slog, noticing that that is where your emotional workload is being created. Because when we think that we have to do the things that we do then we put so much pressure on ourselves and then we feel the emotion that comes from that pressure, right? We feel that anxious feeling come over us. We feel that frustration and potentially resentment because we have to do this. And what I really wanna offer you is that you don't. You don't actually have to do any of it. The truth is there's only one person in this world that you are actually fully responsible for, and that's you. And we get very confused about that and think that, well, I need to be, you know, an amazing mother. And what I want to offer you is that you don't have to be an amazing mother. You really don't. You might want to be an amazing mother. That is different from having to be. And you might want to provide food for your family every night, you might want to do that, but you definitely don't have to, okay? There's lots of people that don't. I just want you to really consider this emotional workload you have right now and really look at the weight that you're under by carrying it around and really start thinking about and deciding what you're willing to put down. And what I'm gonna offer you is that on the other side of putting down this emotional workload, is what you're actually looking for, which is relief. If you wanna feel relieved, if you wanna feel calm, if you wanna feel 
in tune with yourself, connected to yourself, if you want to feel like your life and what you're doing matters, then you're going to have to really consider if you matter, if you're worth it, what are you willing to do and what aren't you willing to do? Where are you willing to spend your time and where are you not willing to spend your time? I know that this can be hard to hear, but it's becoming an emotional grown-up. And I don't use that term a lot when I'm coaching my clients, but what I will tell you 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt is the clients that I have that embrace this concept fully are the ones that experience the most fulfillment. They're the ones that have the most change in their lives. They're the ones that feel the most connected to their lives. It really is a matter of deciding who's responsible for filling my needs. And the answer, my friend, is always you. You are always responsible, always 100% of the time. Now, where we get confused with this is we think that we should always feel happy. We should always feel good. And what I'm going to tell you is you shouldn't. You shouldn't always feel happy. You shouldn't. And I want you to notice that in your quest of thinking that you should always feel happy and that everybody around us should be happy and that's your job, that's what's creating the numbness. That's what's creating the hamster wheel. And the only thing you need to do to get off that hamster wheel is decide to stop running, decide to stop doing it. The truth is the only thing that causes our emotional workload is us. We're the ones that create it for ourselves. I find myself doing this too. You are not alone. I'm not saying that you're never going to do it, but I am saying that you can make a conscious choice every day to be the person who is in charge of you and to decide what you want that to look like. And what I will say is if you decide today, I want to ensure that I feel some joy you're going to get to work in creating that for yourself. And yes, that may mean that you don't make dinner, that you do takeout. It may mean that you get your teenage kids to learn how to make dinner. It may mean that your house isn't spick and span clean the way you necessarily think it should be. It may mean that you Let your parents be adults because they are adults and you don't have to micromanage their life. You don't have have to micromanage your kids' lives either. Because really and truly, it's just a matter of reducing who you are in control of and you're only in control of yourself. You are only in control of you, which is amazing news. Really and truly, it is amazing news because what it means, what it means is that you are always in control. You always get to decide what you're doing. You get to decide the emotional workload that you're taking on and you will just find yourself so much lighter. Your life will become so much easier. What will open up is opportunities for you to have connection with people that you love and care about. And you will find yourself doing less things that you think you have to do because I promise it really doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to do anything. Okay, my friends, 
So listen, I know that this can be a challenging thing to think about and it can be hard to do it. But if you want some help creating that, if you want some help with your emotional workload and you're like, yeah, Amanda, I hear what you're saying, but this sounds impossible. That is the time to book a mini session with me. Okay. Because we can do it together. We can do it together and I can show you exactly what to do. And we can do that on a mini session. Okay. So head on over to my website, amandahess.ca to set that up. I only do a certain number of sessions a week. I don't want you to miss out. So go and do it now. If you're thinking about it, just book it. We can meet and get this taken care of. And then the other thing I wanted to let you know, just as a quick aside, is that I am doing an Instagram live next week on March the 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific. And I am doing it with a, a personal stylist and her Instagram handle is, I just need to look for it here. Hang on. I do know it. <laughs> it's Cali Girl Styled. Okay. Her name is Jenny. And Jenny has this amazing business where she does style boxes for her clients and also has an online boutique. And we are going to be talking all things dressing your body, dressing the body that you have right now, learning how to embrace the things that maybe you don't love about your body, and learning how to dress in a way that makes you feel confident and on fire. So I hope to see you over there. Don't forget, my Instagram is amandahess.ca. And yeah, if you've forgotten all of that, you can always just go over to the show notes and look it up there. Okay, so I hope you have an amazing week. I can't wait to see uh, your, your thoughts and comments about this episode. And I will talk to you all next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.